Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary on this Monday. Thank you very much for tuning in today. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. Um, this is going to be a bit of a different week this week. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I am going to be live from uh, with HN Live from the Rocky Mountain Classic. And so because of that, it is going to be um, a bit more kind of evergreen-ish content this week. Not going to have as much kind of day-to-day -day reaction to things. So uh, if you notice things are a little bit off, that's why. Um, also, apologies for missing the Friday show. I was feeling under the weather and also calling a hockey game on Friday night and thought it would best to be saved, saving the voice for the Friday night hockey game. So that is why things were a little bit off last week. This week, um, and this episode specifically, we are going to be looking at what happened in the NFL last weekend. Uh, also, the Calgary Flames win over the Seattle Kraken. And of course, get ready for UFC 295 with the early UFC storylines. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, um, and I mean, give it a, an, a like and a comment. Shout out to my dog in the background for hanging out. Hey, stop that. Stop that. You're okay. Um, and also, uh, if you're listening in podcast form, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you can. Should be a fun show. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Let's get to some football talk. All right, let's start with the National Football League. Um, and we will start where the NFL day started, out in Frankfurt, Germany. By the way, that stadium looked excellent. And the football that they were treated to... Maybe a little less than excellent, but they, they still got a, uh, a battle of two very good teams. But I do think that we got a battle between one team that's a championship contender and one team that just isn't there yet. And the team that isn't there yet is uh, the Miami Dolphins, as it has been, it, it's been a, a stretch for the Dolphins where th this has been like, I, I'm a believer in this offense. I, I'm a believer in this defense eventually. They're not there yet. Um, last game, I think specifically the offense last game proved that they're, they're just, they're not at that level. When there's a defense that can actually, you know, do a couple of things to them, they're going to, to cause some problems. And so for this now Miami Dolphins team, it just, it was so clear that they're not at that elite level when it's just not like quick out, bang, boom, that there's, there's some issues there. Um, Tua did not handle that final drive well at all. I don't know if it was his problem on the snap or the, the center's problem on the snap, but there was a problem uh, on the snap, and that led to some issues. So I I don't look at this Dolphins team as, oh, well, they're, they're cooked. They could still very much win this division, but I'm not looking at them as one of the elite teams in the NFL um, anymore right now. For the Kansas City Chiefs, they get there based off of... Um, I guess, past performance, because th this is still an offense that is missing something. I get, like, having Travis Kelsey is great, but they need some of these receivers to step up. There are too many times where Mahomes is just kind of looking, um, he just, he gets caught looking around because there's no one getting open for this club, and that's going to be an issue, again, come playoff time. You have Patrick Mahomes, you have Andy Reid, you have Travis Kelsey, so you're going to beat most teams, 
And they, they just won a Super Bowl with basically the same group. So again, it, it feels weird to criticize. Like, hey, this thing that you just did, I don't think you can do it again. But it doesn't feel the same this year with this group. I'm surprised they didn't go out at the trade deadline and make an addition. And I, I think that they are still lacking a piece. But that's a good win for them. And I think specifically that defense played really, really well. Um, going throughout the weekend, CJ Stroud just had his coming out game. Such a cool moment there with Dario Gumbawale kicking the field goal with the, the field, for those who don't know, Ogumbawale is a running back, um, but he has to go out and kick a field goal because the kicker got hurt. Um, CJ Stroud kind of proven a lot of doubters wrong, and that was a massive breakout game for him. Uh, a bit of a, a tough one for us to take from a, a Tampa Bay side because we we had a lot riding on, well, not a lot, but we, we've we've put a little bit down on the Bucks this year, and they're starting to fall back down to earth a little bit. We've said before, 17 games in 18 weeks exposes a lot, and I think it's starting to expose things on the Tampa Bay side, but it's also starting to expose that C.J. Stroud is for real and I think should be taken seriously. Um, what else happened? Oh, the Ravens with another statement win against the Seattle Seahawks. Frustrating from a, a fantasy standpoint because Lamar Jackson hasn't put up much in these two absolute blowout wins, but the Ravens, I think, are kind of taking the Miami Dolphins' spot now as a team that they have, that this offense has been figured out. Um, and it's year one with a new offensive coordinator. It took some time. They have got it clicking now. That This is a dangerous, dangerous football team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on. That this, this Ravens team, I think, has the opportunity to go all the way, in my opinion. Um, and a tough one for the, the Seattle Seahawks. That's... I, I, I think that they're going to need to go into the quarterback market th this next year if they want to kind of step up. Because Geno, I think, has kind of gone back to the Geno of old a little bit. It's I don't know how much of it is actionable with Mo uh, Minnesota getting a win, but you just feel great for Josh Dobbs coming in there and being the hero for the week um, after basically being the lamb to slaughter to kind of kill time until Kyler Murray gets back for, for Arizona. Now he comes into Minnesota and saves a game, and I don't want to say saves the season, but keeps a, a pretty miraculous run for Minnesota going. And so you just you feel great for Josh Dobbs. This was a disaster weekend for the New York Giants. Like, the season was basically over anyway, but for them to, to look that bad against a really bad Raiders team, and now Daniel Jones' season is done. He may have made his last start with the New York Giants because they can, I, I would imagine they cut him next year, which is going to be a real tough spot for him to be going into to free agency. But I, I think they now look to the future at the, the quarterback position. That's going to be an interesting discussion, is who's set at quarterback and who's going to be looking for a new one come next season. The Raiders, I think, definitely fall in the looking for a new one next season category, but Aiden O'Connell gets the, the win. The, the Raiders, I don't think, should be in the business of winning a whole lot more for football games this year. They just, they, they're just such a bad team. But... It was great to see them, uh, that they had celebratory cigars in the locker room after. Um, if this is going to bring even a minuscule amount of um, swagger back to, to the Raiders, then I am all for it. We go to the, the primetime games now. Um, the Basically what was the primetime game with the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. And once again, I think... Well, we've talked the last couple of weeks about teams that are frauds, and I think one that we talked about we're going to get to in a second, but another one here, the Dallas Cowboys are not, again, in that elite tier. That They have very much shown that they are outside of that top tier in the NFL with another 
tough loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. Closer this time, uh, but a tough one for them to take as they just continue. Each time they go up against a real opponent, they fall just short. And it's execution problems with Dak Prescott and it's coaching problems with Mike McCarthy that end up costing them this win against the Philadelphia Eagles. For the Eagles part, they just continue, continue uh, they just keep on keeping on is, is what they have been doing. Uh, and that's another strong win. Again, the Buffalo Bills continue to give us evidence that this is not a championship caliber football team. One team that might be, though, is the Cincinnati Bengals. That battle for top spot in the AFC North is going to be a fun one going down the stretch, and this is a Bengals team that I think has to be taken serious. It feels like they are all the way back out in Cincinnati now. Uh, one more game on the NFL schedule tonight. It's the Jets taking on the LA Chargers. Um, quickly, CFL recap. The Montreal Alouettes defense came to play in a real way against Hamilton and just completely shut the door with the Ticats. Hamilton has a lot of questions this offseason. Bo Levi Mitchell made it very clear he was not happy with the situation out in Hamilton. Um, they do end up making the playoffs, obviously. This was a playoff game. But um, he just, like, he seems done. And this feels like the end. Now, that being said, we saw this year, there are a lot of quarterback needy teams in this league. Could you see someone going out there and trying to make a splash, bringing in a, a Bo Levi Mitchell? It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it surprised me when Hamilton did it this last year, but teams are trying to sell tickets, man, and Bo Levi Mitchell is still one of those guys, so we'll see, but from a football standpoint, like, it's just, it sucks, but it's over for, for Bo, in my opinion, and it was over coming into the season, I thought, but it's soups over now in the west final uh the bc lions just took care of business um calgary we you can talk about the receivers and all of this that the stampeders were a banged up team but i think even healthy they are still behind bc and they are still behind winnipeg and i think a lot of it has to do with that quarterback jake mayer i just don't think he's it um out in calgary that this was a team that needed to attack and anytime it was a situation where you needed to trust your quarterback. It just felt like Calgary didn't. So a lot of questions to ask out, out here in Calgary. But uh, the division final should be fun with, with Hamilton. Um, sorry, with Montreal taking on Toronto and the BC Lions taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It should be a whole lot of fun. All right, let's get into some hockey talk. The Calgary Flames losing streak is over as Calgary picks up a win over the Seattle Kraken. Um, another fun debut with, with Pospisil um, coming in and um, just stepping up, I think, for this team. He, he came in and just provided the energy that you would want him to, to provide. That's um, basically my takeaway from this, is that he is, gonna, like, he's, he's not going to score a goal a game, but he's going to be out there and providing a lot of that energy and sandpaper, and it's... In injuries have kind of slowed him up a little bit, but he he is the type of guy that I, I think would have worked with the last coach, um, but the last coach wasn't going to give any young players opportunities. And so that this is one where he's going to fit into this lineup every day, I, I think, from a flame standpoint. And another good part of this is it does seem like Nazem Kadri ha has gotten kind of back on track now. He has points in three games. He looks engaged. He looks interested, which is basically all you want from this team. Um, but overall, that was a win that they really, really, really needed. Um, against the Seattle Kraken. Now, if they can make it a couple in a row before they go out on an Eastern road trip, um, uh, Eastern Canadian road trip, that would be a real good thing for this Calgary Flames squad. But I think one of the things you really like, too, about this game is defensively, it looked like they stepped up. Um, I don't think Vladar faced 20 shots. There was a lot less scrambling around in their own zone until late when it was 6-on-5. Um, but it, it felt like a much more 
consistent kind of unified approach to the defensive game from the Flames against the, the Seattle Kraken. Um, it was just, it checked a lot of boxes for what this team needs. I still don't know long-term if this is a winning um, winning hockey team, but this game did check a lot of the boxes that they needed to. So um, you, you feel good about the things, at least maybe turning around a little bit going forward. This isn't the, this isn't, I don't think this is, well, the spark that this team needs to get back into playoff contention. But for one night, it, it was a, a performance that they desperately needed. And I think a lot of fans needed to see. The one downside, Andrew Mangiapane cannot be taking that penalty. Um, he has been suspended one game for a cross check to the back of a dude's head. You just can't do that. Uh, a team that has been struggling to, to score goals, um, and a team that's just been struggling in general, you have to understand, I don't care how frustrated you are, I don't care what the guy is doing with the puck underneath him. You cannot, in that situation, be the guy to take the penalty that knocks you out of the game and knocks you out for the next game as well. Manjapania is at a point now. Yeah, thanks, Bellini. Uh, Manjapania is, is at a point now where this team relies on him for certain things. Um, and I don't think they can afford to have him be out of the lineup for multiple games in a row like that. So I... I feel like this is one of those ones where you need to kind of sit down with Manjapan and you just be like, hey, like we love the fire that you play with, but there is a line and you crossed it. And you 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 are more valuable to this team than someone who should be doing those sorts of things. So a, a frustrating one um, and a, a frustrating note, but overall a, a strong performance from the Flames in this game. All right, let's get to some UFC storylines. <laughs> UFC 295 is coming up this weekend, and uh, while it is not the big card that we thought it was going to be, still a couple of uh, intriguing fights on this one, as the heavyweight championship of the world, and or I guess the interim heavyweight championship, and the light heavyweight championship of the world uh, to be decided this weekend at Madison Square Garden. Again, not a card with the star power that um, I think justifies the venue, but... Uh, it still should be a whole lot of fun. And I think uh, a couple of things to, to watch for here early in the week. Uh, Yuri Prohachka has a chance to retain a title that he never lost. Um, he won the title and I think defended it against Glover Teixeira. Um, but then he goes down with a, a pretty catastrophic injury. And they have been trying to fill that spot. That um, they have uh, a Blahovich fight that ends up going to a draw, so they give it to uh, another fighter, and Jamal Hill fights and wins the title, and then gets stripped of it because he gets hurt, and now we circle all the way back around to Yuri Prohachka. Um, he, he loses it due to injury, now he has a chance to, to get back a title that he never lost. This is going to be a big night for him, I, I think one of the bigger stages he'll fight on. I mean, there are very few stages in, in combat sports bigger than Madison Square Garden. And so now Yuri Prohachka has a chance to reestablish himself as the top guy at a weight class that has kind of been the toast of the UFC for their 30 years. Um, and so that this is, it, it's a big moment for him. For Pereira, it, it's a chance now to, to really establish this as one of the craziest starts to a UFC career. He is already a UFC champion. He's not 10 fights into his UFC tenure. He is a champion in the middleweight division. He's now going up and has a chance to be a two-weight class champion. Um, this is one of the ones where I think you have to talk about one of the, the great beginnings to a UFC career if Pereira can come out and, and pick this one up. So there's a lot of legacy on the line, I, I think, or, or I, I guess early parts of legacies that can be established coming into the weekend here of UFC 295. Um, and then the heavyweight fight, like you have, you have two fighters who, like I said last week, these are two fighters who the UFC needed to market a little bit more to get to this point. Um, but now you have Sergey Pavlich and uh, Tom Aspinall coming in. And these are two, two guys who are on the brink of, I think, 
UFC heavyweight superstardom, and the company has done nothing with them. But now, now one of them has the chance to, to really stand out as like, we are the next one here. Behind Jones and Miocic, we're the one that you have to take seriously. We are the, the face of the future, potentially, of this heavyweight division, depending on what Jones and Miocic do whenever they fight again um, next year. But the, the, the future face of the heavyweight division could be decided this weekend, but it, it's going to be such a fun fight. And it's going to be a fun fight card. Like, there are a number of very good fights. We'll get into some of the, the other non-main fight, um, car, main event fight cards uh, coming up uh, later on this week, and then a full breakdown of UFC 295 coming up on Friday. That's going to do it for the show today. A quick one here, but like I said, um, it, it's going to be a bit of a bit of a different week around these parts. Um, check me out on HN Live. Um, they have done an amazing job of streaming a lot of great hockey around Alberta, and now that they've gone national with some stuff with Hockey Canada as well. Um, it's a phenomenal site, and so uh, definitely check us out. Subscriptions are required, but uh, check us out, hnlive.ca. I'm going to be on 12 games this weekend, starting Wednesday. Uh, so it's going to be a busy time for me, but check me out on there. I'm also going to be on Game Over on Tuesday and Saturday this week. So a busy weekend, uh, busy week and weekend for me. Uh, so these podcasts are going to be a bit more rapid fiery this week. Um, as always, find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, fantasy football talk aplenty um, as we get into the waiver wire, the bad fantasy football team of the week, and also, our UFC 295 coverage is going to continue. We have a legacy look. Um, the heavyweight title and the light heavyweight title on the line. One man who revolutionized both divisions needs to be talked about. We're going to look at the career of Randy Couture coming up on the show tomorrow. Thank you all so much for downloading. Thank you so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you can on podcast form. Um, leave a like, leave a subscription. Um, I think I did that backwards. Either way, um, leave those on the, the YouTube channel. And as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you all later. I'm out.